Um, yeah, Carter, do you want to do a quick intro then? I guess, like, yeah, um, Viper wasn't here, so. Yeah, so I know those who listen to my space probably heard this a million times, but I've been in crypto since 2013. I actually got started as a trader, then I transitioned more on the quant side of things because I really wanted to automate away a lot of my time. And I've pretty much been investing for as long as I can remember. It wasn't until 2015, 16 that I went huge into crypto. And then I ended up having my first big win buying ETH at five. And then when ETH started to run, I diversified the money I made from ETH into a lot of different ICOs. And then when the ICOs took off, that ended up bootstrapping kind of like my original capital base. And then from there, that's where I got heavy into quant trading, bringing on board a team, had a team of other people that I collaborated with to create the original algorithms. And then since then, I've just been scaling it up to where it is now. So today we're doing about three to four billion dollars in volume a month. Um, I've hit numerous leaderboards. I typically toggle myself off because it's just too hot. And then just generally speaking, yeah, I mean, I'm all in crypto. I'm also a partner at Woo Ventures. So um, like Woo Network is just a protocol that connects DeFi and CeFi together. And it does it cross chain. So I'm a partner there. I'm on the Ventures team. I also do business development. In addition to having my own quantitative trading firm and that's like my general background. Crazy, crazy. All right, dude. Uh, yeah, like it's it's uh, good to have you here. Looking forward to like this discussion. Um, so yeah, uh, I, think we, said, we... I think that's the record right there. By the way, is <laughs> it already? Yeah, I've I've not been checking. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Congrats, we're at an uh, all-time high. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think. Um, I think the initial stuff, I don't have too much of an agenda. Like, I think we wanted to talk about, like, the immutable X um, that's coming in and wrote in. We're not as familiar. I know that's more of, like, the Luke, um, Luke's kind of, like, area. Um, but um, we'll, we'll see if we can kind of cover that after they join in. But, yeah, like, just kind of to start it off, um, other than the ones that you, you shared, um you know, this Thursday, um, I think there's a couple of, like, other trends that are happening, especially with, like, OMG, like, they're dropping about for Boba and, um, yeah, SLP kind of, like, farming just going live. Um, is there anything, like, interesting that you're kind of, like, looking at right now? Yeah, so with, with me, I feel like it's a lot, you have a, a much better risk-reward by just betting on things that already have a strong narrative behind them, instead of trying to flip around, get a bunch of airdrops, farm on a million different things. I mean, I strongly mm. believe that concentration is just the best way to go. And if you're holding, let's say, at max, honestly, four, but I would say up to five things that you believe in, you'll probably outperform people who are holding 10. I mean, I don't think you need to diversify unless you already have a sizable net worth, like let's say like six figures plus, and you also don't don't want to grow quickly. So in terms of coins that I'm looking at, I've been super bullish on Phantom since since the beginning. I think Phantom still has a lot of room to run. I'm more bullish on Phantom from a price perspective than I am AVAX in the short run. And I that's generally been true. It's been outperforming. Um, Why so Phantom I, though? So is I, it because I, of like the DeFi ecosystem there? Well, I like Phantom because a lot of the top guys at Phantom are really sharp. Also. Phantom has an ecosystem that, for one, it's it's less fleshed out like, compared to Solana, 
which means once you get all of these apps and the primitives really established, it has so much more upside because these things haven't been created yet. So if you're looking back and you're wondering like, well, how did things go? I've talked about this before in like a tweet thread, but essentially when you have a new thread, a new chain, not thread, sorry, like a new um, chain, you have meme coins come on first. You have really, really low quality projects. Like if you notice when we went to Arbitrum, you had RB Nan, like Nan Cat, just like a bunch of rug pulls that uh, were over there. And then oh, yeah. Then, so we love that. Had, yeah, right? <laughs> so you have very, very low quality projects that go 5, 10, 20x, and no one really cares unless you're a Dijon. Then afterwards, you start to have like basic DEXs form, and then maybe you'll have typically two competing DEXs. But what really catalyzes the growth of an alternative chain or I guess you can say a bridge or something now, is mm -hmm. having a proper money market. So if you go look at the Phantom price chart and, and then you look at what happened when Geist came out, that catalyzed the entire run for Phantom. Because once you have borrowing and lending, now I can take mm -hmm. an asset that was normally unproductive, take out a loan against it and farm it in all these other pools, and then it just becomes extremely composable. So that's right. thing. If you look back even before that, you see Polygon. Polygon ran earlier this year because they had the liquidity mining program. And then as soon as they had a proper money market, it took off. Now Solana... Right, it's had, about the money market, yeah. Yeah, then Solana, you had the same thing, but you also have Sam, and that's like a cheat code, right? It doesn't even really matter with Solana. Yeah. But, <laughs> but with Solana, same thing. Like Once you started seeing proper money markets form, you have competing DEXs, then you're in a situation where people can not only loan against their collateral... They can use it on FTX. They, they can participate in the entire Soul ecosystem. And then NFTs just made this even more um, pronounced. So that's really like what, I, what I'm thinking. I would say like right now, like I'm really bullish on Phantom. Of course, I'm bullish on Woo. Because if you're bullish on crypto and you're thinking that we're going to have a massive blow on top, then you're implicitly saying that you believe that volumes are going to increase dramatically. So if volumes increase dramatically, what's going to benefit? exchange coins, and liquidity protocols. So naturally, Woo sits at the intersection of CFI and DeFi. And we also just launched our DEX. So if you're comparing our DEX, which is just literally an alpha, to like other DEXs that are already out and well-established, even on ETH, it's more liquid, and you can swap with a lot less slippage. And you also pay zero fees. So it's like, if we're already able to do this now in alpha, once we start to release beta, once we launch futures, it's going to just... Like, there's so many catalysts lined up, not to mention... What's the um, Woo Dex call? It's called a Woo-Fi. So if you... Oh, um, Woo-Fi? Okay. Yeah, it's called a Woo-Fi. Like, it was literally just dropped within the past five, six days or so. So, oh, okay, okay. so that, that's one thing that's coming up, too. So I'm bullish on Phantom. I'm bullish on Woo. Synapse Protocol, as we spoke about yesterday, because bridges are going to be very important. And you need them to connect all these chains at the moment because there's not a solid solution. So by having bridges that are instant, because you, you can't be waiting hours or minutes for your money. It has to be instant. That mm -hmm. Synapse is, I think, the most well-positioned. You have any swap, which is cool. But I think with Synapse's backers, like Three Arrows Capital and other top firms, I think they have an edge just in terms of intellectual talent. Also, they're more well-connected with influencers and people who are voices in the space and that just helps in terms of a narrative so i'm bullish on synapse as well i've been talking about pyr um pyr is a gaming 
like play to earn game. They have about six games, the studio itself, and they've been doing things phenomenally well over the past six months. I like PYR a lot. Of course, I think that's uh, Vulcan, Vulcan Force, right? Yeah, Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan. Force. Yeah, Vulcan Force. Yeah. Yeah, I think Solana. Obviously, Solana to a thousand. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Solana to a thousand? Yeah, the, the genuine thing. I think Solana goes over a thousand. I just don't want to sound like a bull's heart. I think Solana probably goes to like fourteen hundred, like ETH did. Oh wow! If you pull up a chart, like whenever you guys are just like bored, pull up like a a one week chart of ETH USD, and then compare it to a one week chart. Of Solana USD, and you'll notice that they're mirror images of each other, like like literally side by side, like they're mirror images of each other. Plus, Pardon, I, gotta, I gotta ask you, what do you think about uh, Crow for Kronos coming out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crow is his bag, so he's been literally plugging Crow into every call. Listen, Kronos is gonna change DeFi. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's, it's literally going to do exactly what Carter just said. I mean, he's he's exactly right. Every new chain, even the money market. Well, well, no. You first start off with the meme coins, then you try to find what the you know the leading decks will be. So you try to buy into the uh, which mm-hmm. are three that are competing, and then you you know you probably get rugged quite a few times, and then the money market starts. And so, like, mm. I don't know, I. I, I firmly believe Crow will hit at least forty cents. Um, because I mean, does Crow, Crow have a lot of uh, DeFi community following it though? I feel like it's more of like the kind of like the the simple retail community that's like you know more more vouching that. No, no, you could check Maybe out I'm the wrong. partners. They have some pretty solid partnerships with. Uh, I have to pull it up. Yeah, just being like a lot of the like DeFi kind of like circles like. Don't really see a lot of people talking about Crow, but yeah, I I could be very wrong. So I think with me, like I like things that are that are useful outside of just holding or even just earning money idly. So let's say I have the option between two assets. One of them I can just use it for fee discounts, or I can just collect revenue on the protocol. And the other, I can do those same things, but I can also like lend against it. I can use it in other protocols to like farm across different chains. It's suddenly two, three times more functional, which just makes it more valuable, which is why I'm less optimistic on something like Crow compared to something which is already cross-chain with like, let's say, Woo or any other competing similar like liquidity protocol. But overall, like, I, I think the main thesis, just going into the last leg of this run, which I think probably lasts about four months tops, I think that if you're going to be focusing on anything, it should be, first off, you should figure out how much money you want to make. And then I think we should kind of talk about that first because everyone says, I want to make 5X, 10X, 3X. But it's like, you don't want to just choose an arbitrary number. I know a lot of people are probably in this space or like numerous at least, or I have like 50K, 100K, maybe more. And they're just like, man, if I can just hit a million dollars or six figures, that's going to be so much money to me. But it's like you want to be able to reverse engineer why you want that dollar amount. $100,000 isn't really a goal if it's for like for no reason. Like you want to say, all right, I want to have enough money to cover my living expenses times two for the next two years and also have 20000 in savings plus having this much money to invest. Then you add it all up. You come up with a proper number. 
and then you say, okay, I want to make this number. And I'd be willing to bet any amount of money. It's not exactly 100K or 1 million or whatever it is. Threshold, what you want, how to target it. Because a lot of people overlook it and just think of it too generally instead of reverse engineering their lifestyle. Like I know me, I want to make X amount of dollars per month and it's like a higher number. So I know that if I want to do that, the amount that I'll need to be making and farming and also be trading on a regular basis to hit those numbers. So it's very, very specific. And then once you have that specific number, then it's easier to cash out because you're like, look, I wanted to make 87,000. The prices are so high in crypto. Let's say it's January, February, you have 88,000. Now you're more inclined to sell because you can actually hit a number that satisfies what you wanted. Instead of being like, I want 100K and then it doesn't hit 100K. Like I had a thread before where I talked about this, like going into 2017, how I wanted to hit a million dollars. And then my portfolio went up and it went to 900K and then it crashed. <laughs> and then it crashed dramatically, right? So it's like yeah. that arbitrary number of a million didn't even matter because I never hit the million. I could have just, mm -hmm. I could have just said 900K. If I calculated the math, actually going back, I would have probably cashed out at like five, 600, but I didn't. So that's why those things can kind of trip you up. So you want to be preparing now for these things before they actually happen, because it's going to surprise you. And when you have a lot of money and you're making 10, 15% every day and everything is green, you're not going to want to sell. So you want to know this yeah. now and, and future proof yourself. That's too real. You're supposed to say crow to a dollar, man. <laughs> I, I sent you that money. I, I need you to don't don't fudge my bag, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a great that's a great point you made. By the way, everyone joining in, like if, if you're not familiar with Piper's humor, that is all bullshit. Just yeah, to make no. sure. Yeah, yeah. I just like the <laughs> yeah. troll. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's really yeah, like I think it's like really good to have like a mental portfolio division and mental portfolio goals so that you're not, you know, constantly fluctuating your numbers and yeah you're um i guess yeah yeah you're you're like um, your high watermark um but yeah um that's no thanks for thanks for sharing that that's uh that's pretty um yeah that's pretty insightful um so yeah i think a lot of the stuff that we kind of talked about last call as well um in terms of you know like the purchase and like the, the DeFi, um some of the DeFi infrastructure and building block place um in terms of yeah, so I think yeah, like ice is gonna be heading for another run here. Um, looks like you know, like, I think I just saw Daniel like kind of talking about how sixty five percent like of, of it is like already locked in like an, an ice right. So yeah, I think it's 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 like one of those um you know one of those like plays where a lot of people are very bullish and like they're they're willing to like you know lock it up to earn liquidity mining or rewards and you know like i think that's going to just create a positive like a trend cycle and positive positive like a loop cycle um in terms of i guess like yeah there, there are like we've been looking into things like you know tokamak and you know like a lot of these building blocks as well like you know i think there's a ton of old forks coming up um and we got involved in a couple including like squid dow um and uh yeah like i think there's like a couple of DAOs that we're also looking at in terms of uh 
this whole convex and curve war um, that's going on with the you know with the yields um, being kind of like more I don't want to say centralized, but you know it is a little bit centralized by these like whiteness and like kind of elites at the top. So I see a lot of DAOs trying to like overtake that and maybe change the landscape a little bit. Um, have you seen you know like have you looked into any of those? Yeah. So overall. I'm super bullish on just like Danny coins. So like I was literally, <laughs> it's funny. I, like, I put out a tweet earlier today about spell and I was like, spell is up like 250,000% if you didn't know. And he, like, he retweeted it and was like <laughs> laughing at it. And he like, he shot me a DM afterwards and he was like, Hey man, like whatever, whatever. <laughs> right. So, and like naturally I'm super bullish on spell ice time. I think that they're going to be running a lot because for one, I've always stressed the importance of like just not only using data, but like also just understanding narrative. Like I honestly think the reason why even when I was starting off into crypto, I was able to outperform was just because I was really good at spotting um, like talented founders early and then understand the importance of like teams. Because when you're investing in a company, what you're oftentimes investing in in this space is a story. So how effectively can they tell this story? Like, for example, Bitcoin, we've been able to tell the story collectively of like, all right, this is a new form of money. It's decentralized. It empowers users. No one can control it. Like, it's a very, very compelling story. And the same thing that you're looking at on other chains, like let's say with like Solana, it's like, hey, it's faster, it's more accessible, and it's, it's easy to use. So you don't need as much knowledge to do. So when I'm looking at it, comparing it's like a lot of these other coins, I think about how effectively can a story be told? Is it simple to explain to a normal, like regular person on the street? And then secondly, like what is the valuation? So when I'm looking at something like, like the Danny ecosystem, like time, spell, all that, you have a charismatic founder at the front of all of this. So he's really well known, he's well respected, and people of course love his products. So naturally, how could I be bearish any of his <laughs> any of his coins? Because if he's involved in it, people are going to continue to buy it. They're buying into it because they believe in Frog Nation. They believe in the entire vision that he's telling people. So I think if you find certain founders like that early, and they really are growing quickly, not only in their following, but just in their influence, you should continue to just bet on them. So I like ICE. If I was had to choose any coin from the Danny ecosystem, I actually literally just just bought ice probably like an hour ago for the first time so i definitely like ice i think that that has probably the most upside spell is great if you want to play it safer but i think that all the big money as in like you know 10 20 x returns have been made from ice because it's already valued at about 2 billion so i would probably look into um, even spell the spell sorry yeah spell and, um ice from her perspective is valued at like 570 like 570 million or it's say 600 mil and I think it's going to go to a billion, like, guaranteed. So it's, like, at least 40% from here. All it takes is one good day. And also what I've noticed, too, kind of, like, if you are someone who's smart and you know how to code or just you're savvy, like, I've just created a way that, like, let's say, it's actually kind of, like, off the leak. I'll track, like, how often a founder who has multiple projects is tweeting about certain coins. So it's, like, I've tracked the frequency of like spell tweets versus their frequency of ice tweets and stuff. And notice that when you're tweeting more about a coin, how much it goes up on average. So like I've noticed he's been tweeting a lot about ice lately. And for that reason alone, just based off the past data, ice is probably going to go up. 
like more in relation to the other <laughs> coins, right? Like, like, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's one of the metrics that I use. <laughs> it, 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 it legitimately <laughs> works. Like it legitimately works. I've used it for numerous founders, numerous teams. Like it, it, it works. It's so mm-hmm. simple, but it's just yes. like I someone could get a bot on Daniel and uh, what's his name, um, Andre. Yeah, like let's <laughs> get a bot on Andre and Daniel here. Oh yeah, God. so like just tracking to see what they're talking about. So, so I like them overall, but over like just kind of speaking more generally, what do I think about the DeFi space? I think that what we need right now are solutions that are easy to use. So I'm not as interested in investing in like these complex protocols that are have like all of these different loops and steps to get involved and use them, because I don't think that that's where the future is. I think that a year ago, that was actually where you wanted to be. Because the more complex it was a year ago, typically the better it was. But nowadays, I actually think complexity is a, is a bad thing. It's like a detriment. You want to be very, very simple because you can attract more users that way. And if you have a good user interface, you can just you can create a great product like overall. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think that in terms of the, like the DeFi space, like if you're not looking at bridges and you want something else, you can also figure out or try to invest in protocols that make um, unproductive assets productive, which is what like Spell is doing and why it's taken off. But let's say like NFTs. I really like NFTs. What do you mean by, um, sorry, uh, just going back to that, what do you mean unproductive assets productive? Okay, yeah. So if, if something is just sitting, like you buy a coin, you're just holding it. Like let's say you can't stake it. You can't really farm with it. It's just kind of just like a coin that you own. Then it's effectively just unproductive. Like you're relying on it to go up to make money. Now, let's consider that as something like Solana. I can have my Solana. I can stake it on FTX and I can earn yield. I can farm using any, any Solana farm and earn yield. I can put it somewhere, borrow against it, and be able to buy more Solana with a loan. On top of that, I can use Solana to buy NFTs. So it's like I have a lot of productive use cases with it. So if, if I'm looking at, all right, well, what can make NFTs better? How can NFTs be more useful? Because right now you may love the JPEGs, but you still are just sitting on something that you just can't do anything with. And some would argue that that's Most a positive them. thing because like you may just want to own the, the base C. You may want to own like a punk and that's fine. But other people don't. So I think that if you can financialize these products, the upside increases by 10x. So let's say you want to buy a punk. And I had this example yesterday. So let's say instead of you having a punk, because when punks go to a million dollars each in a few months, it, like you're just going to have a million dollar like JPEG. Like what do you do with the million dollar NFT? It's just sitting there. If no one's buying it from you, you're just sitting there. Whereas like, if you have a coin, I can sell it at any second. So I have this million dollar punk, right? Now... I'm like, you know what? I want to be able to take a loan against this so I can go buy, I don't know, Ethereum. So I have a million dollar punk. I take out a loan for 700000 And then I can go out. I can go buy another expensive NFT for 700000 Then I can take out a loan against that one. And then I can go buy another NFT for 500 k So it's like now yeah, I'm it's leveraging into three NFTs and just keep leveraging it. Now, of course, it's dangerous. But the point is, that's the nature of crypto. Like the crypto markets wouldn't be so volatile and go up so much if there wasn't leverage. So the fact that you can leverage NFTs are going to make the upside huge. 
Like if I can take if I can take ten punks, borrow ten mil, and then take that to buy ten more punks, it's like it's like what do you think's gonna happen to the punk market? And then imagine that, but with smaller tier NFTs that aren't as big. So like it's like there's just so many different possibilities and what you can do with it. Or even in a different scenario, like let's say I have a punk and it's a million dollars. I borrow against it and I get eight hundred thousand dollars in cash or however much. And then I just yeah. go on Binance and I just trade. I can just be trading, flipping coins, doing whatever with it. I can go spend money in real life that I may have not wanted to, I may not have had access to because I have all my money in this NFT. So it's like, there's a lot of possibilities with it. And I think that that's the next step. So I'm looking at things that make DeFi simpler, things that unlock liquidity for NFTs, and also things that make staked assets liquid. So I don't want to have to just have my Solana locked up for months and months and not be able to use it. I don't want to be earning just a yield every month. I want to be able to actually have my money locked up, earn a yield from it, and also be able to trade it freely with some kind of like synthetic asset. And that's what you're seeing. Like you have ETH. You can have like your ETH stakes. And then you can get like STETH and you can have like liquid ETH and move it around. So it's like I think that that's going to be the future too because why would you want to have your money locked up if you cannot, if you have the option not to? So that's, that's what I'm looking at, what I think is the future. The market isn't pricing it in yet, but I think it'll be more like a huge deal next cycle. So that's what I'm right. working on. So we, we're kind of like calling them structured products, right? Um, like these like DeFi products that are a lot easier to use. So um, we've been seeing in our DeFi kind of like pipeline um, options coming out. Like I think you mentioned... Um, perpetuals last time so like simplifying the perpetuals um and option market you know anything derivative um that's like really complex and like just like you have to do your own calculations uh, in order to like get involved um i think there are products that are coming up that kind of like um calculate and hedge the risk for you almost um and that allows a uh, obviously a solid foundation for the capital to grow more because like the more hedging products so like we're I, I'm, I'm beginning to kind of like have a thesis on you know like a lot of hedging products where you know if you can hedge so basically i think capital markets can't function without and and like i'll get into this later but that's one of the things that why i'm less bullish on the nft lending market um, but the 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 side that I wanted to talk about was the um, yeah like capital markets kind of function on two things I think um, you know like a good um, stable yields um, and good hedging products um, that that allows you to kind of like um, exponentially borrow and uh, you know like uh, like get get more and more leverage right um, so. I think that's what the institutions and like a lot of these um uh, like whales are kind of looking for as well. So we've been kind of looking into that. I'm, I'm wondering like if you've seen like an example of like the structured product that are, that are coming out. Yeah, so so I've seen a lot of them privately because, like I said, I do venture capital as well. So I've had a number of different startups like pitch these kind of ideas. I think with structured products, though, it's actually like too soon for them to gain any kind of significant traction. So I wouldn't buy them during the course of this bull run. I do think that buying them during the bear market going into the next bull run makes sense because they'll be at really, really cheap valuations and they'll have they'll be proven. So if I'm looking at a 
like a structured product just to kind of even simplify for those who just aren't familiar at all. So let's say like right now you have crypto and you want to be able to earn like a solid 10% on your money every single year. The issue is that I can go and earn 10% on Aave or Compound or whatever. But the difference is that like depending on the market conditions, it may be 10% today. Then it could be 8%, but it could be 12%. It fluctuates. So you want to be able to have a product that allows you to earn 10% every single year, no matter what. Like that's, that's what institutions want. They don't want a variable yield where it's 20% now that everybody piles into the pool and now it's like 5%. It throws off like their, their planning. So I think that's going to be very valuable in the next cycle. I don't think it's going to be liquid enough this cycle because people would rather get super, super high yields and just be a degenerate and make a lot of money versus protecting it, which is why during the bear market, these products will start mattering because people are going to be like, wow, I'm literally losing all my money and I'm getting poor every day. How can I, how can I at least have some kind of income? And they're <laughs> going to be looking for these products. That's when they're going to start to really matter. And the next cycle, they're going to be more familiar with them and they're going to already be trusted and established. So I think and then you can also incorporate NFTs and other products in that. So that's a structured product, just for like a high level overview. In terms of options, I like the idea of options. And I think that options are going to be the biggest, one of the biggest drivers of crypto growth next cycle as well. Because if you look at Robinhood, the majority of their money is made from options and the majority of their volumes are from options. Like they make it so simple to pull up an app, click a button, and then have access to like ridiculous number of assets so easily. They show you your profit, they show you your loss. It takes no technical skill. Whereas on crypto, they're like, oh yeah, you have to take this coin and deposit here, then mint the synthetic asset and then do this. It's like, it's, it's, stupid. <laughs> it's so complicated. Yes. Like it's literally it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not bullish on really any options protocols except for like maybe Dopex. But I think Dopex has to improve the UI. But like, just generally speaking, I think it's too early for options too. It's like, it has to be so simple that someone who uses Robinhood can come into crypto, want to bet on Bitcoin going up, and be instantly familiar and have no doubt about what to do. It shouldn't need like specialized knowledge. So I think that the next trend that we're going to be seeing in DeFi, of course, are options products, but also just decentralized perps. So like if you notice, obviously we have like futures on Binance and FTX and these exchanges where you can like play on leverage and margin trade. I think we don't have any proper like perps in DeFi yet besides DYDX. But during the bear market for the next cycle, this is going to be huge. And I actually strongly believe that DeFi perps are going to be larger than centralized exchanges perps. Because for one, anybody can go click a button on their wallet, sign up and then trade. Right now, I'm sure a lot of people here in the U.S., you can't easily trade on, on Binance or FTS. You have to get like somebody to make an account or go through all these steps to do it. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be like, hey, I want to bet on Bitcoin going up. I have a MetaMask and then I can just do it on leverage. Like that, it should be no harder than that. So I think once we have DeFi perks become mainstream, that'll probably coincide with like the, the rise of DeFi derivatives in a major way. And then on the wind of that, you'll have DeFi options start to become liquid. And then that's when you start seeing the whole landscape change, which is kind of interesting because institutions are still just now 
getting into centralized options. But in a year from now, once you start getting into like DeFi perks and DeFi options, they're going to be so far behind because the game is going to change again. Then they're going to be yeah, like, "Yeah, exactly. How can I get into DeFi now?" And it's like it's it's always changing. So I, I, I don't right. think those. So like liquid staking, things that make your assets productive. I think DeFi options protocols and then DeFi perps like DYDX. A lot of people probably found out about me because of the airdrop. Like that that that's a big one too. Like I think DYDX is going to be monstrous next cycle. So I would keep an eye out for them as well. Yeah, also, um, I, I do think, uh, like, options right now, I, you mentioned that, like, maybe investing into options, um, options might go to restricted product market, uh, especially, uh, I guess, like, if we're talking about options. Um, we are bullish on investing into early option kind of, like, products um, this kind of, like, um, I guess this cycle, because I do feel like, um when they do launch maybe a year or two from now which i think will be the case like obviously they won't launch like immediately um it'll it'll be similar to investing in dydx in 2018 19 kind of scenario so yeah we've been like looking heavily into you know just based on you know like my experience with jp morgan and um you know some of the things that i've been kind of going through um you know like what does the financial market looks like in TrapEye and, you know, um, like just kind of like maybe predicting ahead in terms of like the evolution that it's going to follow. So all the market liquidity, you know, like uh, market makers, um, the, you know, like derivative market, um, you know, anything that can come, come from DeFi. And we're also seeing a very interesting Kind of trends happening um, where a lot of the private equity strategies are kind of like being refined and adjusted into DeFi. So this whole um, convex um, curve war, which is happening, like it is like people are fighting for governance um, and, you know, like the biggest governance, the biggest, uh, you know, like the whales with the governance kind of like have, uh, gets to dictate, you know, like different reward system and, you know, um, whitelist and who gets what. So I think, yeah, as, as like DeFi ecosystem grows, I think it'll start resembling a lot of um, um, some of these like mergers and takeovers and, you know, uh, like, you know, fight for governance and, you know, um, like, the, targeting weak spots in you know different governance and you know uh, company uh, I guess like project structure based on like how complex the relationship is between each project and each each, each yield farm. Um, I think yeah, like that's kind of like the market that we're also looking at as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been talking about this in my spaces for a, a, a long time now about how we're gonna like. I need to just write an article about this so I can just put it in writing so I can just like, I don't know, like collect clout five years from now, right? But like like the rise of politicians, <laughs> I think you're going to be seeing people who their full-time job is just to work on DAOs. They're going to be working yeah. on like four or five DAOs. And it's like, that's fine and all. It sounds great now. But let's think about competing interests. So let's say I work on a DAO or I have multiple anonymous accounts and I'm working for like one lending protocol, then I'm working for another one, then I'm working for a new one that's supposed to be better than those. It's like, I can easily like tell each team what the other team is kind of up to behind the scenes. And you can like right. basically just like do things as an insider that makes stuff a lot less fair. 
not to mention mm-hmm. that it's just like it's just it's not the most ethical thing to do. Like you can have competing mm-hmm. interests. I mean, think about if you're a politician. If you're getting paid by bankers, like a lot of these politicians are, at least you can go and see that they're getting paid by bankers. You can't even see that I, I could be getting paid off by like, I don't know, like some large financial institution to help take right. down a lending protocol and infiltrate it with a group of people. And I'm getting paid in tokens and I do it under an Anon account. No one would even know. So that kind of thing is mm-hmm. like a huge red flag. So I think Dow politics are going to be a, a big issue in the future because they're not reinventing. They're not really reinventing governance in the way that people are thinking. It makes governance more accessible. It makes governance more distributed. But once you're having a cap on the number of people who can run it, which you always will have because you need leaders, like it, it's, it's always going to be hard. So it's like even if you have a system where everybody has one vote and there's 50 people, you're going to have a few people that are just more powerful and more popular. And they're going to be able to skew the protocol because people are going to side with them. So when I'm looking at this kind of like um, takeover aspects, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be super interesting. Like, for example, like how much would it cost for me and my friends to try to take over a, like a DeFi protocol and control the governance and control a lot of the tokens and then just basically make it our protocol? Like, it's not that infeasible. Like, if you have a group of people come together, probably cost them eight figures, but they could control nine figures or 10 figures of mm-hmm. assets. So it's like, it'd be worth spending 20, 30, 50 million to do, or even just paying off the developers that are already in. Like, hey, if you leave and let me replace you, then, you know, I'll give you X, Y, Z. So it's like, that's going to be a bad thing. You have bribery. It's all, it's none of it's transparent. And it's just going to get really, really messy. So I think that's an important thing that a lot of people don't talk about. Everyone seems to think like, oh, wow, let's just solve, let's solve our issues with DAOs and just have all like one fair vote each. But the thing about DAOs is that for one, it's kind of like the, it's kind of reminds me of tragedy of the commons. Like you need to have certain people have more of a stake in it or else everything can fall apart. So like a, a good example would be, <laughs> I saw something the other day, I forgot who told me. They were talking about, it was like a new protocol. They effectively let like everyone be a member of the DAO. And then the first thing they did when they voted for a proposal is they voted to not give the team tokens and then burn the tokens. And it was just like, <laughs> what did they, that's what they were trying to do. And it's just like, what? Like, of course, as a token holder, burning the tokens is bullish. But as a team member, you're like, why do we give them the right to propose this and vote on this? So what if that had passed? Right. It's like, if that passed, and then you guys are going to de- de- destroy my team's tokens, why am I even going to work here? I'm working for the tokens. I built the project. Right. So, but that's the danger of DAOs. It's like, you can have mutiny, and you can have revolutions happen digitally, and you're going to see that. We just haven't seen digital revolutions take place yet, or hostile takeovers yet. So when I'm thinking ahead, like, where you have to think strategically where what kind of DAOs do you want to be involved in if you do want to join and then also what is the threat of this DAO falling apart due to competing interests which is why if you're an investment DAO it's probably going to be peaceful because you're going to have a few people guiding it if you're on an art DAO it's probably going to be peaceful because it's like you're just kind of collecting as much art as possible but if you're on a DeFi protocol I mean look at Maker like maker dow like really cool oh my guy. god this idea you have the early guys trying to take back control you have new yeah. guys trying to like it's literally a huge war 
with people worth eight, nine figures trying to control a multi-billion dollar protocol that helps spy on DeFi. And like, it's interesting to observe, but like, imagine being in the middle of that and you can't leave. It's like, if you leave, who's going to replace you? Like, are they, mm-hmm. are they someone good for the protocol or someone bad? It's hard to trust people, especially because, you know, everyone will be anonymous. So, <laughs> yeah, it just gets very <laughs> complex. But that's what I think about DAOs. I'm bullish on DAOs, though, surprisingly. Like, I, I really love them. I think they're a great way to coordinate people. It's just an issue when it comes to, um, like, aligning incentives properly. And then being transparent because it relies on an honor code system. And we all know honor code systems fall apart when there's millions of dollars involved. So it just becomes challenging. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think there could be a like, whole discussion around this because, like, the way I see DAOs is like basically, you know, like to very, very oversimplify things. Um, I think a lot of the traditional deals usually, you know, get made behind doors and you know like your competitive advantage is basically secrecy and you don't know what the other people are doing um so you're able to you know like one-up them um based on you know like whatever strategy is doing and it's it's basically depends on the individual um a lot of the individual strategies i think what's really interesting with those and like i think the problem that you raise i actually i actually think that's an opportunity uh, where like multiple people are working for multiple protocols multiple DAOs, and they're able to see everything you're working like as a blockchain kind of fundamental um thesis or you know like uh like uh, the the transparency right and then and then the trust um i think everyone kind of plays with like an open book and what it kind of becomes is like what you do with that open book so like how best you can kind of gather up people how best you can tell the narrative um how best you can you know like with that with all less of a secrecy and like more of an open kind of like community discussion um and that's why i'm really bullish and like uh, very interested in how DAOs and like how DAOs will DAOs and like other projects the DeFi protocols will adopt the traditional private equity model because I think it will eventually. It's just in a, like not in this exact same way, but a little more on in terms of like in, more in tunes with the whole um, like an ethos of blockchain um, and transparency. But yeah, dude, like uh, we could definitely do another session of this just on now because I have a lot of thoughts on these. Um, by the way, welcome, Luke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're you're kind of like sitting in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sorry, sorry about this. I I fell asleep right before uh, we started. <laughs> Don't oh. worry about it. Yeah, bullish. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Um, Morgan also, company. guys, you guys, um, you guys might have have some questions about uh, customs of Carter because um, uh, I think couple of our uh, team members are doing this like 10k to 100k by end of the month challenge um so luke is involved biker's involved i know dennis is involved um doing that so i want to do i don't that. know dang yeah you want to join it I'll, you want to join yeah i'll dumb down to join it's funny i was gonna do yeah never mind i'll definitely join i was gonna do <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the rules amount, but it's like honestly that that's what are the rules here I'll tell you the rules. So there are, what no are the rules? rules. You got to start with 10K, ah, fresh wallet. That's lame. Um, and then each, so, you know, you'll m- mention it on Twitter. And then each 
uh, trade you make, you'll just tell, you know, you'll say what you, how much you spent and what you sold it for and, and what your balance is after and just kind of document your trades in a thread. Yeah, well, and then can I leverage trade. Like I can do it on a wallet and just have it like linked to an yeah, API. Yeah. So I'm going to say that yeah, way yeah. I can just like degen trade and then like hopefully not get liquidated. <laughs> yeah, that works. Um, but like if you're bridging and stuff, of course the bridging fees come from the same uh, 10K and then um, basically, you know, at the end of the month, <laughs> well, that's very strict. Whoever hits 100K first or gets closest to 100K is the winner uh, and gets a pat on the back. And yeah, a squid. That's it. And a squid. Winner, <laughs> win, winner gets all the money. It's like a pool. Winner takes all. I mean, everybody, it's like 10K buy in. That's like, squid game. <laughs> that's literally squid game. Yeah, that's what squid game is. <laughs> and then you're trying to wreck yeah, each other. We can, we can do Viper, a challenge. Let's do it. Viper's going to change his mind. He's going to be like, never mind. This is closed. Listen, I, <laughs> I might need you. Yeah. Well, uh, can you spit some alpha? I mean, if you want to do a million dollar challenge, let me know. Like, we can do one million though. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think we're yeah willing to risk that. Yeah, yeah, we're we're working with different check sizes, dude. Yeah, we don't we don't do uh, four to five billion uh, in terms of volume a month. Yeah, like that's a little too much. I'll, I'll tell you where I'm at so far. So, um, I put five k into the uh, FXS because. A lot of frats is going to start being burnt by Temple Dow and everyone who is uh, basically buying in the public sale or in the ceremony, which is an eight day, 30K a day, um, you're able to burn. Um, so that's already up like 20%. And then um, what was the other thing? I think I'm waiting for, uh, I think I'm going to wait for Crow. Um, God, here we go again. Listen, every time I'm early in a trade, Here we go again. it's easy money. Dude, but, uh, I, I do not understand your logic. You're like, I'm going to try to 10x this portfolio in 30 days with large caps. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, 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 no. Crow is not the play. By, um, the play is the ecosystem. Like, dude, the there's a token called Shubidoo. Shubidoo? Have you heard of that? Shubidoo? It's a, it's a third Shiba. I just keep thinking about like Scooby Dooby Doo. Is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah, it, but it's Shuby with the SH. Shubidoo. Shubidoo has done 5x in the last two, three days. You could get rugged any moment, but 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 you could also make million. But if you so, don't get rugged, then you can make a lot of money. Do we Yeah, like that? There was someone else that that we know of that was doing a 10k to 100 k challenge and then they got rugged on the first who was that? That's Viper. That's Yeah, this is Viper's second yeah. match. Yeah, he, they, he bought it. They threw it all into Viper a, bought it again. They threw it all into a Nebus Dow, and they're like, "Dude, this is gonna do well." Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I know who that is. Oh. I got no. I got rock on that. Yeah, dude, that's not funny. I got rugged on that. I'm kind of sad about it. Dude, oh, now it's not thing. funny, yeah. huh? That's a good thing. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I really don't want to talk about it. It's I painful. told you. I, I warned you, too. There was so many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah like, it's, I mean, uh, I'm it's... actually down to do it. Like, I'll Let's do it. Do and see anyone else wants to join in, and then we can just kind of have, like, a ongoing thing. Like I, like I said, I'll be doing 10K. 
I'll probably just do it on FTX because that's just like my preferred place to trade. And then I can just make yeah. a new wallet, link it to an exchange. That way, actually, I, like I'll be tweeting what, what's happening, but then people can also just look and then like track it in real time what's happening. Yeah, exactly. I think that's uh, that's a really good idea. Let's well, create a spreadsheet on this. Whoever's yeah. I want to create a spreadsheet. Yeah. Whoever's yeah, gonna let's... do it, you got to tweet. I accept, and then tag whoever's in it. I think right now it's me and uh, Luke, and then uh, start the thread under that, and just keep threading it for um, you know whatever trades you do. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I've seen a let's lot. Let's do of a let's a do a hashtag. Yeah, like ten two hundred. Okay. Ten two hundred. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah ten two hundred. Very does simple. It... I've been shorting shit uh, ever since like. <laughs> oh, oh the wallet movement. Yeah, that could Listen, be good. That was I'm so smart. I'm telling you, shorting ship could be a huge, oh big God. brain play because that, that could wallet, be good. That wallet woke up and he sent it to five different exchanges. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a mega dump. But who knows? Uh, we might see. Uh, yeah, we might see another kind of like a what but, is that squid squid gate candle. <laughs> But the scary thing is, I think if Shiba dumps hard, a lot of other alts are going to dump because that's kind of what happened when Shiba was pumping is a lot of alts were dumping. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, but... I mean, I think it's better to think about like, all right, well, he dumped Shiba. That means he's having a lot of cash. Where is the mm-hmm. cash going to go? Yeah, like he's going to buy it. No, Samo. You're gonna, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Luke. You're gonna be number two on me. <laughs> Luke, get the fuck out. No, yeah, we're not gonna like pump your bags here. <laughs> like the big brain plays. Like, look, I made all this money off dog coins. I can just move it to like honestly, like what I would do. <laughs> like, funnily enough, I would probably take the money and I would keep a lot. Like, I'd convert it all to USDT. And then I'd probably would open up like a big doge long. And then I would move like a billion dollars to a wallet and then just start accumulating doge publicly. And then that way people know that it's like me. I send it back to the Shiba wallet and they're like, oh my God, he's cycling all the money into doge. And then I'm already long doge, like 20, 50 mil or it's like some ridiculous amount. Then everyone's going to start following into doge and I would just keep buying and buying and buying. I'd buy like nine figures of doge and just run up the price. That is... And then I would that just is close fucking my evil and genius. <laughs> then I just load, like, close my long, and then I would just like market dump it all. And then, like, just, Dude, yeah. <laughs> Shall we use yeah, our 10Ks to, to short sheep? Um, I mean, Phil's doing it, but I don't know if you guys want to do it as well. Wait, Phil, are you part of this comp- competition? I, I need, it's he's hard. not. He's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I, I don't see why not. If Carter's getting involved, then. Um, we might get like a couple other people involved as well. Yeah. I personally am a shitty trader, so I, I'm not <laughs> You do don't it, but... sell anything. You're the human honeypot. <laughs> I'm the human next liquidity. <laughs> <laughs> you were the definition yeah, like... of unrealized gains. Yeah, I do. I, I make some liquidity with a very small cap, so it's like it's a bad deal for me. Well, I mean, I'm hoping the whole market so goes. We appreciate, we appreciate you, Garland. That's the thing, like, about small caps, I like them, and, like, I'll have people that mention them to me early, but to me, it's, like, I don't know, like, if I'm I'm just buying, like, a random small cap, I just feel like, just by default, I'm probably just gonna get rugged, and then if I don't get rugged, it's, like, 
how long is it going to take for this to actually move? Because it's just sitting in some coin. And I don't like coins mm-hmm. that can drop up and down. Like, I mean, increase up and down 20% in a day. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, like I, I remember I was putting one small cap, even Spirit, for example. Like Spirit, it'll crash. Oh, yeah, Spirit. Oh, the I next got, day, it'll be up 30%. Then it crashes I got, 20%. Yeah. Spirit, man, I, I held it to a dollar. And then it dumped all the way to a penny. And then I was like, fuck this. I just, I sold it like five cents and dump my big phantom bag and then of course you know here we it's are I'm so hard make me dude you can't do that yeah you just gotta uh, hold it yeah gotta I mean, hold like, it I, I like some i've honestly been looking and trying to find good low caps but there's nothing out there that honestly really stands out to me like i haven't found like a low cap that i've been super bullish on to the point where it's like hey this is like a sure 10x and like it's funny enough like if i tweeted this everyone's gonna be like bro check out oh you must not have heard they're like you want comrade dodge bro ngmi coin this it's like the next best thing they're gonna have all these reasons why and like pin me tag, tag me threads and that's fine but it's like I like I I'm really selective about the coins that I buy because like, I don't like buying a lot of coins in general. If I'm bullish mm-hmm. on it, I'd rather just like long it. I don't want to have to actually like just buy the coin. So it's like the way that I see it, if I'm finding a low cap, it's because I want to buy it, take a sizable position in it, and then wait for it to go like 10, 20x. Like the yeah, last exactly. thing that would have fit that criteria would have been like spell. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even buy a spell early, so it's like. <laughs> like a, that was the last thing that would that would have fit the criteria. Luke that, bought spell at like ridiculous amount. Luke, what did you get in spell at? Uh, like four, like point zero 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 four, I think. I got in at like thirteen million dollar market cap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's when I knew Jesus. about it. My, like, so my guy Hunter, he's like, yo. You need to buy spell. It was like a five million market cap, five ten million. He said it multiple times over the course of like like a, a month. He's like, bro, dude, buy spell, buy spell. And I, I was looking at it, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not sure about this. And then I forgot it existed. And then I just got caught up in other stuff. That's the worst. And I come yeah. back, and then it's like spells. It goes like ten x in a week. And I was like, okay, it just it ten x. It's in a crash. And then it crashed, and then I forgot about it. And then it 10 x again, and I was like, wow, fuck me. And then it just 10 x again, and the next thing you know, it's like, uh, I missed out on 100 x on spell. It's like up to this yeah. amount now. That's, yeah, that's how you, like, make me. Yeah, it's, it's not the same process that I usually go through for a lot of these tokens. You just kind of forget about it, and then, you know, like, it dumps down, and you're like, Oh, it dumped down like like I kind of predicted, and you forget about it, and next thing you know, it's like it's way too late. Well, this is the fun thing about having the 10k wallet. You take big risks because it's you know, well, to some people it's a relatively small amount, and so you know, if you have that five k left, then you can go and dump it into some new, you know, animal coin, and you know, try to do quick flips. Yeah, yeah I exactly. love it. Um, like I love me, this initiative. I, I mean, I like coins for one. Like, I, I like coins that either, like I said, have already have like an existing trend, or they're like just higher beta plays on something that's already going to be ripping. So, like Solana, if Solana is taken off and it's really running, 
you can bet that Serum is gonna run and Ray's gonna run. I've been running mm-hmm. the same exact trade like every three months, like like clockwork. And right but now, isn't that like the take off? Isn't huh? that like the worst example of that though? Isn't like Serum like drastically outperform Solana and um, like Radium? No, a so, little bit. Yeah, Serum. So, like, so I'm saying like for example, right now. Like, if Solana's breaking past, let's say it just goes past 250, it's going to, like, what happens is Serum and Ray are the worst coins to hold and the worst coins to trade unless Solana is trending. If Solana's not pumping parabolically, those coins are awful. They're going to literally chop you out, like, every other day. But yeah. if when Solana's mooning, they go up, like, 10, 20, 30%, like, it's nothing, and they just, they, they run really hard. So it's, like, I'll typically just, like, not own anything except for Solana. And then times like this, I'll just use my Solana as collateral with a long ray into long whatever the other one is, like um, Serum. And then I'll just do it quickly. Like, you don't want to be doing it over a long period of time because, like I said, they're just horrible coins to hold. Like, you're just better off just optimizing for a short period of time, like a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then moving on. Because after Solana's done, you're, you're going to get rugged and lose all your money on those coins, like guaranteed. It's happened so many times. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like what I do and how I, how I play like rotation plays. Also, just kind of just staying, keeping an ear to what's happening on the market. Like, I think the market is also an appreciating Harmony. I don't really mention it often. I don't even think I've really mentioned it on Twitter. But I think Harmony, the ticker is one, like O-N-E. I think Harmony is underpriced. I think Harmony is going to be X. It's worth like 30 cents now. I think it's going to go to a dollar, like one to one. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's literally going to go to one. And then you're going to start seeing all the low caps on Harmony. Like, if, you're, if you really want to take a risk, I think the highest risk play, play right now on a chain that's not super big would be to buy the low caps on Harmony. Like, Harmony, like, you're, you're literally going to get scanned probably half the time. So, like, just use caution. But I think if you can be successful at it, you can hit some crazy multiples on Harmony. So I'll just keep an eye out for that. And then, yeah. of course, Harmony is also about to form a money market like they just have they're just waiting on chain link oracles so like as soon as they have chain link oracles their money market's gonna launch and i think that's gonna coincide with a big run-up not to mention they just announced like an ecosystem fund a few months ago it's worth yeah. like i don't know 500 million to a billion at today's prices so it's the same as phantom it's the same as all these other coins it's just a matter of timing they just don't have the money market but once you have it everyone's going to flood over and then that's just mm-hmm. like one one's going to go to like two or three well then they have nice. to rename that then. two three yeah yeah i was at harmony for uh about a year and a half um yeah until uh, last year i i know how incredible their tech team is while i was doing like um head of marketing role there i i, I got to see like the you know, like the inside of like how harmony works, and very much focused on like the tech side and their community. Um, I think what they like right now is um, more of the top-down place. Um, so like SBF, where you know, three um, AC kind of coming in, and you know, kind of like making the intro to social capital and like those guys, so that you know, like more capital can flow in there. I think they're kind of liking that. So. Um, yeah, like we'll 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 kind of see about that one. Um, what do we, what do you think about are we? About are we like are we? Oh, are we? Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's like another thing. Like that's like a big brain play, also. Um, like so are we? For those of you who don't know, 
it's essentially like has to do with just decentralized storage. So if you're familiar with Filecoin, Arweave would be like the primary competitor to, to mm-hmm. Filecoin. And then like, naturally, all the information that we're creating in crypto, all the data that's in NFTs, that's in DeFi, all of that has to be stored somewhere. And you always want to have a backup of the data. So Arweave is essentially like decentralized storage. So if the crypto market is going to go 10x or 50x from here, then you're going to need some chain or some solution for that. And I think Arweave is the best possible, um, um, I guess like the, like the best contender in that respect. So I'm bullish on Arweave. I don't hold any. I, like I, I've been long Arweave. Like I longed Arweave at like 58. And then I closed it like actually recently. But I need to actually buy more Arweave because I think once NFTs take off, it's going to start auto-correlating with NFTs. It's like, okay, NFTs pop off, decentralized storage pops off. Just like ETH pops off, DeFi pops off. Bitcoin pops off, then everything dies or just kind of stays flat. <laughs> but, you know, I think there, there's definitely solutions. So I like Arweave. Um, someone just messaged me, they DM me, they're like, hey, can you talk about ENS and its token? I've been saying to people, like, look, oh, yes. buy your ENS name just to have it like literally just to have it like i own money with carter.eth like just because like why would i not want to own it like you should just literally buy a name buy your at name buy your family's name like just anything buy your enemy's name if you can sell it i bought Marilyn's name if you want to buy it (laughs) that's disgusting i want that back (laughs) yeah like 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 that because for one, it's just good to have. Like, I know permanently I have my name. And then secondly, it's like, it's just, you, you never know. I always say that when crypto, you get rewarded for being curious. So if you are curious. Oh, that's really like, cool. And you're like, I hey. like that. Like, if you're, if you're curious and you try it out, Uniswap, you try it out, SushiSwap, you try it out, DYDX, you try it out, this, you would have gotten $100,000 plus in airdrops from just trying these few things. And you didn't have to be like some genius to find out about them. These are popular things. Like it's literally an Ethereum naming address. Like it's, it's, it's like it looks at you right in the face every time you send an address. So that kind of thing, I think it's important to have. Uh, like I, I'm, what you'll see with tokens that normally the airdrop happens, the token is going to nuke. So like if you're on your computer, the moment it launches, like if you happen to see it and you have ENS tokens, just sell them instantly. Just trust me. Like the moment it comes out, if you're there super early, just sell all of your tokens and it's going to drop like <laughs> 20, 30%. And once it does that, just buy everything back and then wait. And it's probably going to go sideways for a few days. And then once all the airdrop sellers are gone, it's going to like spike back up and it's going to run. And then you can cap mm. that afterwards. So it's like, that's really the play to do it. Like it happened with DYDX, it happened with Uniswap, SushiSwap. It always happens. So just keep this in mind. Like some people just say, hey, you know what? I don't really care. I got it for free. So I'll just hold it for forever. That's fine too. But one thing you shouldn't do is like get free ENS tokens. Watch it drop, drop, drop. And when it crashes 20, 30%, you just panic sell. And then it's going to just take off without you. And you're going to be like, why did I sell that when it was free? So that's kind of like how I play it. Like I would just sell it immediately. And then I probably would just buy it back. Or I would just sell it immediately, then just move on to my life. Like, it all depends on how bullish you are. I'm not necessarily the most bullish on the token because it's like, 
Yeah, you get the rights to govern ENS, like the naming system and what it can do. But it's like, is that really going to out-pump some of the bags that I could buy with this money? Like, I don't know. I, probably not. Like, <laughs> I think it's very compelling over the long term. And it's probably a safer bet. But I think if you get free money that you weren't even encountering, I mean, I'm expecting, you should just use it to just take risks. Because you didn't even anticipate having the money in the first place. Unless you need it, of course. If you need it, then just mm. like, pay your credit card off. Like, <laughs> do something productive. But aside from that, then, then yeah. I don't think well, it matters. We, we know Phil and Garlem are not going to because they don't sell anything. So what's that? I, I said, we know you're not going to sell your coin because you don't sell anything. <laughs> but but um, what, what, one important thing is um, for the ENS, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I read that um, it'll be per wallet that holds an ENS domain. So like, if you have 10 ENS domains on one wallet, you're going to get allocation for one wallet so if you're gonna buy a oh, spread it around like one metamask wallet yeah exactly oh so it's better to buy it on like uh let's say like a uh what do you call it the uh eat my 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 eat wallet yeah so like don't don't buy a bunch on one wallet kind of spread it to different wallet and you could you could transfer it after the airdrop but um i saw a lot of controversy on twitter with people mad that they have 140 ENSs and uh, blah 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 so it's in one out. yeah that's that's probably like most people right yeah yeah I mean when it comes yeah. to that like the snapshot already happened it happened on Halloween to me I, I bought multiple ENSs just because when, when I was getting the ENSs I got them all on just fresh wallets so it's like I didn't I don't I didn't want money with carter.eth so I can like people can track my activity I just wanted it because it was cool and I can just have it, and I own it for the next, like, whatever the max was, like, 10 years or 20 or twenty years. So, it's like, I thought it was, like, useful. But aside from that, like I said, it's just being being curious, trying new things, and then just you never know. Like, the probability, if it doesn't have a token, in crypto, it probably will. Like, I was looking at DYDX, I'm like, wait, this has no token. It's backed by Polychain, Three Arrows Capital, and like somebody else like coinbase or something like someone huge i was like if this is a huge exchange there's nothing like it it's the biggest one it has no token these guys make a bunch of money of course it's gonna have a token like just common sense so that's why i just went and i just went hard at dydx and then it ended up mm. being the right play to do and then dydx just moon so right right same strategy with other stuff i don't recommend trying to be an air job farmer and just trying to try every little thing. You're going to get chopped yeah, so much on gas fees. Just, just yeah. I just want to say one thing about ENS. Um, I think somebody bought like Paradigm ENS for like 1.5 mil. I think that's a big play. Oh, what? Paradigm ENS. Yeah. Oh, Paradigm oh, Paradigm.eth? Yeah. Somebody bought it for like 1.5 mil. Like, I think about like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think that's a big brain play. Like it's yeah. Know. It's like uh yeah. It could be you know. It could be the next stock comes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. And then um, for our weave, um, I think I mentioned it um, like last time. But as the metaverses get bigger and bigger, you know, all these like different games and coming out, like you definitely need that storage, permanent storage to store all that data. So. Um, yeah, I think our web is just like, uh, you know, no brainer um, as we, you know, as literally society gets, you know, with so bullish on the metaverses. So, 
Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at the Paradigm ENS right now, and the guy put his email at careers at mcdonalds.com. His uh, <laughs> avatar is sushi. His Twitter, <laughs> he put A16Z. And then his GitHub, he put Andre's GitHub in there. Like I said, I think like if you can buy some of those names, that's like a smart bet because I think they're going to want it anyways. Like, for example, that one guy tweeted out, I forgot who he was. He owns Meta.eth. And so like yeah. now Facebook oh, right. to Meta. So it's like Facebook, they may not want it now. But eventually, they're gonna be like, "All right, like we'll we'll pay you a million dollars to get this because you, you just you just want the property, like you want to have it. Why not?" So yeah. I think that's a good bet too. Um, uh, like Web three as a whole, if you're bullish on the metaverse, you have to think, like, okay, so there's three tiers. ADIQ was like, "I want to buy game coins because games coins go up." Then you have like the hundred IQ, which or is like, <laughs> so you have like the hundred IQ, like, hey. Gaming coins are going to be important because crypto and blockchain are going to make gaming more accessible, give people the ability to earn money from it on an easier basis, and then it's going to just unlock so much value that's locked in these kind of gaming ecosystems. And then 100 IQ play is like, I'm going to buy gaming coins because gaming coins go up, and then but you're going to buy all of them, like like <laughs> all the ones that benefit from it. So instead of just focusing on the next axes which is like very, very like service level thinking, it makes more sense to be like, you know what? Instead of trying to find the next Axis, what's going to benefit from a game like Axis um, becoming popular? Something like Arweave would probably benefit a lot from it. Something like um, like these like these NFT related products that make it able for you to like earn yield from your NFTs that you're making. Things that allow you to hedge so that if you're getting paid in Axis tokens and Axis is dropping, how can you protect yourself against that? So it's like when you have coins like that start to be developed in the market and start to become popular, it's, it's way bigger than just trying to find the next axes. Just buy things mm. that are just going to be a play on the entire trend, just like bridges. If you're bullish on multi-chains and Solana and ETH and all these different blockchains becoming popular, then you can just buy bridges and be like, look, these are the two biggest bridges, or this is the biggest one. I'm just going to buy the biggest bridge because if all these chains win, and become popular, that means people are going to need to move assets between the chains. So it becomes very, very simple. Instead of trying to find like the next Solana, you can just buy a bridge and find it early and then make a lot of money by buying that kind of asset. So it just depends on mm-hmm. how, you, how you view it. But I like to try to buy things that are unconnected and buying infrastructure plays. The thing is being early because the downside is that when you're buying infrastructure plays, they often don't outperform like the actual layer one assets. So like yeah. Synapse, I don't think Synapse is going to outperform Solana, but mm-hmm. like I think Synapse has a lot of upside. If you found Synapse early, that would have been great. So you have to really be ahead of the curve. Like right now, as we mentioned, like you're going to have the ability to borrow and loan and trade your NFTs and, and stake them. Like imagine you can get an NFT like a, like a board ape and then stake it in a protocol and then earn yield. It's like that thing is that's going to be real. So once you see these things start to become actual um, like products that you can use, then buy them because they're going to be worth a lot of money. And there's only going to be a few products that are doing it. And the earlier you can be, the better because they're going to be worth a lot of money. So that's, that's kind of how I see it. Just 
anticipating trends before they happen and then just waiting for them to even exist. Like if you're if you have ideas that don't even exist yet, you're probably good. If you're if you have ideas and you're like, man, I wish there was a coin for this and you look it up and it's around for like a year or two, you're probably not that good. So you want to be able uh-huh. to think, like what's useful that hasn't been created but needs to be created. And that's kind of my guiding thesis of how I invest in crypto. I love it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, dude, we never have this many people stay in for this long. Carter, you have, you have, you have a gift, dude. Um, um, also, yeah, thanks for joining. I think this is like all time high by far. I think at some point we passed 300. Um, so, dude, <laughs> like, I, it, it's like uh, you have audience power, dude. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. I mean, it's all possible because of them like i'm fortunate to that people actually want to hear me talk and read my tweets and stuff like that so it's something (laughs) i don't take for granted and i'm grateful to have like an audience too because all i really wanted to do to begin with is to get my ideas out there and just have it so that it can be public record like hey this is what i saw for the future and this is what happened that way i can go back and say this is what i thought and you can it'd be provable and that ended up developing into something so much more over the past six months. And it makes mm-hmm. me wish, like, wow, I've had my Twitter for years. Like, what if I've been tweeting since 2017? Like, it would have like, like, been... Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was yeah. actively on Twitter all day, every day. I just didn't tweet. So it's like, if I've been tweeting since 2017, since 2013 on Twitter, in the OG crypto days, I mean, I'd be like a, a mega, mega, like, Twitter person, right? But it's like, it's yeah. funny because this is how things worked out because I was meant to go on that journey earlier on that, that ended up you know, unfolding. And then now I'm at the point where it's lining up perfectly with what's happening in my career. So it's like, I'm glad that my career is, is accelerating at the same time that my audience is growing because they go hand in hand. No, it's really good. Um, yeah, I need to learn how to tweet as well. I, I, I tweet just awful shit and i retweet things um that are not totally necessary so i, I need to get into the twitter game but uh yeah dude thanks for thank you so much for coming over um yeah like we should definitely have you more often and i'll definitely listen to you you know like when you start your twitter space um you know I'll listen in to you know your twitter spaces as well um yeah let's keep this conversation going um yeah guys thanks thank you so much for joining in um and then we'll share the notes in our um, m6 bullets kind of like telegram um channel there um and then yeah we'll go from there and yeah nice meeting you carter yeah if you want to jump in on our uh 10 to 100k challenge uh feel free man it's um oh yeah more than we'll, we'll create a yeah we'll, we'll create a like a spreadsheet and then let's uh let's like find like uh you know like we'll we'll keep it really simple like maybe a, like a twitter link their twitter link and then their um uh, address um i'll make a unique then... hashtag and i'll share it with you guys yeah, yeah no, yes. then... also we just have to make sure that i mean naturally there's only but so many assets that are going up but like let's just not like copy trade because it's like yeah it becomes like a copy <laughs> like, like 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 let's say like for some reason everyone's equal and then like i start to take the lead in a big way it's like i was like oh yeah i can just do the exact same thing on a higher leverage and try to like uh, it's like try to find like unique ideas and just exactly exactly you know i think 
I think that's easy to say when you're at the bottom of the leaderboards, bro. Copy what you're gonna do, and we'll just get there first. Like, uh, easy Listen, man, if you want to copy Luke and buy Samo, go for it. But I'll see. <laughs> yeah, you dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and if you buy one of my pro, you know, like that's all yours. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Remember we talked about curiosity, pro. <laughs> bullish, very bullish. Yeah, yeah. Like the highest, like, like again, rank thirty-six curiosity. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll like with the, look at it with the benefit of doubt. Um, I'll, I'll create the spreadsheet, and then uh, we can just kind of like have everyone's like kind of record going in there, and then we'll take it from there. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for having me on board. I appreciate everyone for joining and listening for this long and hopefully I'll see you guys in my next space. I'm actually going to be hosting them a lot more often. Um, I wanted to hold off on them for a while. Like uh, cause I've been traveling so much in the past month, like just all these different countries and stuff. But yeah. yeah. And then plus I wanted to wait till I hit like 20 K. So now I'm at 20 K. So cool. I'll probably just start being more active and then I'm working on setting up something with like a partner where I can set it up on like a regular basis, where I can actually have like, uh, like spaces, have sponsors, things of that nature. So yeah, That's I'll keep idea. you guys posted on that. And then, you know, hopefully things continue to grow. So thanks for having me. And I hope you all have a good day or a good night, wherever you are. Sounds good. All right. Thanks guys. Nice talk to you.